0: I think the first one should have stopped and the, the new recording is up and going. Um, boys, that was fun.
1: That yeah, was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. It's always good talking to
2: another attendee. And uh, yeah, like I said, Fabian, I got to go back to it. Like I said, still really impressed with, you know, what your, with your footwork, your pushes. And yeah, yeah you know, I really appreciate it. Yeah. No, just keep it up, man. Like that's just, you know, you're so common in that you know, Chris needed somebody to really make him angry before he'd play well. Um, which, <laughs> yeah. What's your style? Are you better angry? Are you better calm? Because to me, looking at you, you just look like you know, the thing I loved about Kerry Price was he had the same face regardless. Excited Cary Price, tense Cary Price, angry Cary Price all had the same facial expression. So how, how do you play? Are you an angry player? Are you calm?
1: I mean i I recently switched it up because uh, I mean, the past two years, I did not play a lot. Um, so it was it was tough to kind of like find out my right spot. But this year, I mean if you if you guys come watch a game, I mean you'll you guys will see me sing along to the songs that that uh, <laughs> on the speakers during the missions and all that stuff. So um I'm jamming along while I do my little like my little skating in between the whistles. So I mean that's that's just a little a little funny thing that I that I found out about myself recently. Um, I think by now I do keep the same facial expression throughout, no matter if I'm if I'm angry, calm, frustrated, whatever it is. Uh, so I think that's that's the direction I'm I'm heading I'm heading towards uh, right now.
2: Yeah, well I can tell I can tell you that by your play because that's what I was complimenting you on was that. You know, it was a hard push, but it was controlled, right? There was, you know, because it tends to be when you're too psyched up, that's when you over push, you overreact sometimes. So yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, I do pump myself up with uh, Brock and uh, EDM before the game. Um, but, I mean, as soon as you head out to warm-ups, it's like, all right, I'll loosey-goosey, and uh, you got to loosen up that body and loosen up that mind because, in my opinion, if you're just, like, forcing it, like, I mean – that's what that's what happened to me when I got invited for the uh, World Juniors um, camp back home in Austria last summer. Um, I just tried forcing it, and uh, it did not make me look good at all. And so, I mean, obviously, I didn't make the cut. Um, but I mean, that was a big a big learning aspect for me, where I'm like, all right, you can't force place, you can't force saves, you can't force anything. Um, so all you can do is like just relax and what
2: happens happens yeah there's only so far like uh, <clears throat> your physical talent can take you right cuz you know i've got a young daughters in soccer um it's breaking my heart um that they well my younger one I was actually enjoying skating before covid hit uh and then decided just thought that cuz she grew really fast too so she you know that coordination for skating kind of threw off a bit there but she was doing really yeah. well But, you know, they they're they're into soccer, not hockey. And that's fine. You know, but talking to my older daughter about, you know, because I can always see her. She's a defender and she's always diving in early in the game. I told her that's that's mental. That's you being so psyched up, wanting to make an immediate impact on the play. You've got to get your mental game down. You've got to be relaxed and just say, I know what my game is. I know what I need to do and to calm that nervous energy way down. So may have her have a conversation with you, Fabian, because sometimes kids just do not listen to their parents. Parenting tip number one.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I think
2: that's me, kind I, of
0: the gift.
1: I, I know that my dad. My dad was my goalie coach for a, for a few years, and sometimes that did not go well. Trust me, some of those some of those car rides back home from an away game were not fun at all.
2: <laughs> you know what's interesting about my pops though? He wasn't my goalie coach. It's just. You know, I, I kind of take this approach to to my daughters now, too, is the you know, my dad would ask me how you how I felt about my game. Right. Because sometimes, you know, you know, when you get beat clean, there's nothing you can do about it. You're like, yeah, a guy sniped the heck out of me and didn't have a shot on it. Right. Or. You know, sometimes my my dad's impression was that I played a hell of a game. I'm like, no, oh, I just I wasn't on. I was off a bit. So one of the best things I picked up for him to talk to my kids about is, hey, how did you feel about your game? Now, you tell me what you thought out there before I start throwing my opinions out. Right. Um, it really it really helps out because, man, I there's one game that I didn't think she played very well, but she thought she played a solid game. And I didn't want to break her down. Right. And be like, oh, my God, you look terrible today. <laughs> what are you What are you talking about? <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, but that was kind of like the same with my dad. Like we talked over scenarios and all that stuff. And I mean, when I was younger, I was pretty stubborn. Um, and so, when I was convinced that I couldn't do anything about something, I was convinced. And so, like that's where a few of those discussions came up with my dad, because like my dad never, never held like a, a piece of paper in front of his mouth. Uh, what we said, like what we like to say at home, um, he, if he if he thinks that a goal was on me, he's going to let me know, Hey, that one's on you. Because like, that was one of the, the valuable things my dad wanted to give me is like, um, he's not ever going to like tell me something that isn't true. If he thinks that I'm worse than a different goalie. I mean, obviously he didn't tell me like, Hey, that guy is so much better than you, but like, um, he didn't like, um, BS me. um he told me like oh yeah no you should have been a net or like oh yeah no like you should have been the starter or whatever it is he's gonna let me know like hey yeah like I mean this guy looks more calm or or whatever it is uh just worked on this or that so it was like that that positive feedback even though it was something negative so that that is a big thing that I took away from my dad that I still have in my game uh nowadays when when I for example don't get my game or whatever um where it's like all right it's not it's like all right he does this or that a little different than you um so just that's the thing you've got to work on next time so
0: yeah,
2: yeah it's it's tough yeah ahead. you know, go go ahead chris go ahead i've already spoken no no you're
0: it. you're the you're the dad go for it
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's it's that you know the, the the mental aspect of the game like that's a lot of times the hardest thing for people to overcome right and that's a lot tougher and then you said and seeing that other perception like from a goalie coach so so, not, so sometimes i had ones that just clicked with me you know and that helped improve my game and other ones just couldn't get that connection right um you know i was priding myself on my goalies lots of times for positioning just little subtle things when i was coaching them you know to help improve their game right um, but it's tough coming from a parent Like it's, it's the truth like it's really tough coming from a parent because the whole nature of growing up is You know, you're supposed to, you know, evolve, like the way I put it is evolve past your parents. Like so the way I would, you know, teach my goalies, you know, and anything I ever taught was my goal was to make you way better than I was. Like that was my goal. Right. I wanted you to, you know, shred my game to, to pieces because I wanted to watch you outperform. And it's hard. You know, your kids, when they're growing up, they. Yeah, they're learning, they're getting stuff. And remember, you know, at the age of, you know, all the way from zero to about four, you're their gods, right? Like mom and dad yeah. know everything. And the exact second you find a couple of things that they don't know and they don't have answers to, then you start questioning stuff, right? And then it becomes, well, I'm going to prove you wrong. My 10-year-old was starting to go through that phase a bit. And I went like, hey, kiddo, life's a lot tougher when you're sitting here trying to call me out all the time. So uh, how about we dial that back a bit, <laughs> you know, and we're, yeah, exactly. we're friends and we talk through things, right? So probably something similar you're going through with your dad right uh you obviously had talent right so you wouldn't be here and you know talking to somebody young that has talent saying yeah you definitely have the talent and the skills and let's hone those in and that's sometimes the hardest part right um, yeah
1: exactly i mean i worked with uh reinhardt who up to date is still the only austrian goaltender that has ever played in the nhl um and i i got lucky to work with uh Marcel Uh, who's, like, a two-time world champion with, like, the Czech Republic, Um, and it took them a while to go, to get through to me Um, with, like, certain techniques and all that stuff, like, uh, Sakac was all about staying on your feet, um, moving on your feet, quick movements, using your stick a lot, and so, like, when you're small, I mean, you see all the big goaltenders go down in the butterfly and make those big saves and all that stuff, so you're trying to get to, like, Uh, copied him, go down all the time. So that's what killed my game when I was a lot younger. Um, But, I mean, as soon as he did get through to me, I mean, my game just opened up and got a lot quicker um, and a lot safer on my skates, which made me a lot better skater, um, which I'm really happy about. Because, I mean, uh, uh, when I look at the... When we had a a power skating uh, one day, I mean... I was basically showing up the, the players. It was it was quite funny uh, doing all the like inside outside edges and like uh, not eating it and other people did. So, I mean, if people get through to you and you actually know what they what they're talking about and the, what they want for you, um, it's it, it's gonna help you a lot in like so many different ways. Not only hockey, but also like in life in general.
0: Yeah, absolutely. we're right. Yeah. Yeah,
2: and that—that's the you know the thing uh, you know about parenting and life in general, right? Because lots of times when you're you know I'm still in touch with a lot of the players I coached with, right? And uh, I was interesting when I moved out here to Arizona. Um, and they have good goalie coaches out here, right? But there's a they're few and far in between, though. You know, there's some really good coaches out this way. But when they found out I was, you know, I played goal, it was amazing. My phone blew up with people wanting me to go out there and give ice time. One of the most frustrating players I ever coached because the coachability factor is a big one, right? It was this uh, one player? Uh, she just she would she wanted to catch everything. She would push away when the, the puck was going to hit her body and try to glove it. And my goodness, it was driving me bananas because I don't know how many times she had to save locked up and she whiffed on it with the glove. And I just went, oh my goodness gracious, and I could not break that habit. Um, that's why they, we always say, you know, I'll take, you know, I'll take, you know, decent talent and coachability over extreme talent sometimes. Because sometimes yeah, I've watched really talented players go out and just because they just can't change their style of play or they are not coachable, you know, it makes it, you know, it makes a huge difference, you know, in, in their ability to play. So my favorite ones are the ones that would, you know, could uh, you know, not immediately respond. Like there's some of them that could do it. But once they got it and they understood, like, this is why I'm positioning myself you know this way um and to go back to frustration like i don't um you know i would really love to see how sweden's developing their goalies one of my biggest criticisms ever was you know multiple drills with goalies with multiple pucks on the ice it would just, just drive me nuts fabian so i'm like how many times does a goalie face more than one puck on the ice at a time right half the time it's not your initial positioning on the shot right um You know, and, you know, to make a save, you know, and then when you get older, you know, guys realize like, hey, if they're coming out against you, Fabian, you're not dropping, you got the ankle cut down. The smart players are looking for a rebound shot, right? They they're looking for that shot that they know is going to generate rebound because there's no way you can control it. And that was a lot that I focused on my goalies with is now what do you do? You see where that shot's coming and you know how you're going to react. You know where that puck is going to go off your pad or off your chest in most situations, right, or trying to control it into an area. Now what do you do to track that puck, right? And that was my biggest thing to all a bunch of coaches is your goalie's got to learn to track the puck. They kind of know where it's going or put it into a spot, you know, and keep focused on that puck, you know, because I would tell my goalies, I don't even want you taking your eyes off that puck when you skate out of your crease, for the first little while, like you're so zoned in on that thing, it's the absolute center of your universe.
1: Exactly, so, yeah. And I mean, like, there's a lot of different ways you can you can trick players too. Like, for example, like what I did in Bakersfield as well, like yesterday. Um, when they come down to the, the half wall and uh, they just try and shoot it on net, so it gets like that wide rebound. Because usually you're you're told like as a goalie, you're told don't throw the rebounds into the middle of the ice. Mm-hmm. Well, in my opinion. Throw it in the middle of the ice when no one expects it. Yep. Because you have guys driving, driving wide uh, to the, towards the net, and the, the middle is completely wide open, and my winger's right there. So like, what I what I started doing um, in practices and like throughout the summer and all this stuff is like focus. Okay, where do I want the rebound? I mm-hmm. know the rebound's going to be there, but where do I want it? And so like, with like the shots from the outside, sometimes I just like kick it on purpose into the middle so my winger can pick it up and chip it out
2: smart you know um my dad was making a comment uh i'm from St. marie ontario home of the good old greyhounds and sheldon keith the current coach of the you know toronto maple Leafs, it would drive my dad nuts because he would want to do breakouts right up the center of the ice like right in front of your own goal go for it and it was the same philosophy right people weren't expecting it because you're always out to the sides right and when your yeah. play becomes so predictable all the time, you're you're easy to read then. At that point you can shut them down. So when you start doing unpredictable things, it it throws it throws teams way off. So, you know, brilliant strategy, Fabian. Well done.
1: Yeah, I mean that I mean sometimes like with the development like I mean since I haven't played that much the past few years, like I focused a lot on like uh um reading plays. Okay, what is the smartest way to do like strategizing a little bit more more with my game. Um So I started developing a few things over the summer that I wanted to try out this year. And uh, a lot of them work. Uh, I mean, found out that a a few of them don't work, uh, but most of them do. So uh, I'm glad I did put in that, that extra little studying of my game and all that stuff. So I could, so I could do the unpredictable this year a little bit.
0: It's important to do that. It's important to understand your game and, and what you can do to develop it and get better. And like I said, I, when when Steve jumped on uh, this recording, you and I were already chatting and Steve's like, oh, the story again. I'm like, yes, <laughs> Steve, the story again. But uh, I mean, that's literally what I did. And I built my reputation there by just being the goalie that was going to cause you pain. Um, and people stayed away from my crease, which means I got to play hockey because I was healthy and I wasn't being run into. um causing injuries so i was able to play for years without injury um until i eventually did again injure myself but uh it wasn't because anyone crashed into me it was just i still to this day don't know how i injured myself but it was a championship game so didn't realize so we got off the puck or off the ice with the uh with the with the cup that uh i was hurt until i lifted my uh my my chest pad off and realized i think i screwed something up but um but yeah, so it, it's important to understand your game and it's important to understand what you can do to improve it and you know, get to develop it, especially at the level you're at right now. It's it's you know, critically important to understand what the what to focus on and, and to get to that next level.
1: Yeah, I mean like my goal for this year was like just like um show up, be different. Like um so many so many teams have goalie have goaltenders that play the same The same style the same the same kind of technique and uh i was like all right i got one year uh how can i how can i draw the most attention to myself um that's just by by being a little bit different i mean on video it might look like i have a bad rebound control um but if i do end up talking with coaches and all that stuff and i tell them about my thoughts behind those they'll they'll eventually like understand and maybe even be like oh damn like he's thinking like he's he's putting his head into the game
0: yeah those aren't random rebounds that are just going anywhere there's he's specifically choosing where to place that puck on the ice to give his team the advantage and and you know get that puck back up ice hey fabian honestly great talking to you man like uh
2: easygoing guest love it um you know, this was our a lot first of fun.
0: goalie, our first goalie for me and you and that he's yeah. our second goalie ever, but, uh, he's our first goalie for you and i to interview. Yeah. Yeah, no, I had a, I had a blast doing this Fabian. So, uh, I'm going to be,
2: so my problem is being a busy dad, working a crazy job. I don't get to watch a lot of games, but definitely, you know, I'll be keep, I'll be keeping an eye when Lake Tahoe's playing and try to queue up some of your games to watch it. Perfect. Um, Sounds good. Yeah. And I just keep, like I said, man, like, uh, you know i i shouldn't have to be you know coaching on this but yeah great style of play like keep doing what you're doing man you're, you're yeah thank you I really appreciate it
0: yeah no it's been fun and you know thanks for uh thanks for jumping on this and thank you listeners for tuning in and uh you know down the road we'll have fabian again and you know as we as we try with other guests um we we, we don't know what the subject will be but considering he's a goalie uh steve i think i think we're gonna talk goalies what do you think <laughs> <laughs> yeah thank <you.
1: laughs> i kind of have a feeling that there's going to be a lot more we could talk about
0: oh yeah the, the,
2: oh yeah the, you know one thing i'll we can literally there, go, I go through and
0: assess each nhl's tandem right now like <laughs> i'm salivating at that one you know one you thing know. i gotta go back
2: to is because we it was everybody's name that came up um he he strikes me as the goaltender that was the best with the, with the most with the most horrendous gear in the nhl because I just remember, remember Herbe's big clunky helmet and those big pads. So I just remember me being a kid and being biased, going, oh, "He doesn't look the best, so he can't play that well." And the next thing you know, he's tearing up the NHL.
0: <laughs> I got that jersey.
2: Yeah. What well, was just It was <laughs> hilarious, right? Because as a kid, I'm like, yeah. "Oh man, he could be doing better with his with, with with his equipment." But then, you know, I think it was my dad that tapped me, like, "Who cares what he looks like? He's stopping the puck." <laughs> right? you know? I guess it's yeah, true. Yeah, exactly. Because I loved I loved uh, Hassick. Like good luck, and I remember somebody trying to say, "I'm going to try to, uh, you know, take on Hasik style." I'm like, <laughs> "No, you're not. <laughs> Nobody can do what Hasik did. What Hasik did was no. just—it was—it was him. Like there's, there's only we tried. You could try. Oh
1: yeah, a lot, a lot of people tried.
2: Yeah, but yeah, he yeah, was I just. Did. he was just unbelievable so yeah i kind of stayed away from i kind of stayed away from that one and i couldn't emulate patrick wall because every time i do the big showboat with the glove hand i would drop the puck in my net like he did the one time i did it more than once (laughs) (laughs) so i had to to knock that stuff off so anyway that was classic (laughs) it was great talking to my friend i look forward to more conversations for
1: sure thanks for having me guys
0: yeah thanks for jumping on enjoy your game of golf and uh you know steve enjoy work Looking forward to it. (laughs) All right. Talk to you guys later. All right. Later, boys. Talk to you later.